episode uh, 13 of the Coltman Joe Show. Clue. It's like either that. 13, honestly. At this point, I can't really remember. Um, it's been a long time since our last episode, and I take full responsibility for that. Um, we were just busy. My, Me and my family were busy getting stuff. Um, so I completely apologize. Uh, things happen. Gucci. Everything's yeah. Gucci. We're all good here. We actually got yeah. some news. That's good. For yeah, that's that's um obviously I would rather recorded like with how we were uh, recording before, but since we weren't able to, we allowed we allowed the news to marinate a little bit, stir mm-hmm. them, get um, a little soaked and juicy. I must apologize, Cold Note, because he was so loud. We'll talk about it on the show. Um, we uh, he was coming up to my sister's graduation party, and I must admit I was extremely tired. Um, there. And I was acting like a weirdo. I don't really know what was up. Um, I, like, tried to hurdle uh, <laughs> over my porch uh, railing. That did not work well. I don't, I don't know. I was like, oh, I don't really know what was up. But I, I have to apologize to you if I... Uh, you provided the, the entertainment with your great fall from the railing. I was close, though. <laughs> it was, it, I, I'll give you that, but I thought you when you, like flipped over it you were holding on to the railing so i thought the railing was just gonna like crack over you it's holding i don't even remember honestly that was that was a crazy time that was a crazy that was time funny. it was funny that's just one of those moments in life you wish you got on video that you didn't but it, <laughs> that's it certainly... do be like that but it was cool to see you and the boys and uh a couple of girls you know it was a good time even though yeah i don't know i was i was certainly acting weird but we do that Die of a heat stroke wearing <laughs> that long sleeve. I, I wear a long sleeve like every day, any of the year, like no matter what. So I I do be dying in the summer. Yeah. So it, it's a problem. See the shirt. So our picture for our logo, oh, pardon me, looks pretty cool. Um, I know we were kind of rushed to take it there at the end. You know, we don't have like professional cameras. We just use, we use your, your phone has a nice camera. So like uh, the, the picture still nice. It looks a little bit... Well, I think it looks cool, though. You'll see it. Um, I'll definitely put it on before I post this show so everyone can gather in its full glory. Um, oh, yeah. But without further ado, let's get into this news. All right. So, big thing that happened over the weekend. Um, Jamal Adams officially requests a trade from the New York Jets. One of the best defensive players in the league. I would say the best safety in the league. I don't know your opinion. You might go Minka or something of the sort. But I, I give it to Jamal. Um, he's obviously yeah, I give it to- he's a great player. Rushes the quarterback, defends the pass, defends the run even. He's just a great all-around player. He, he gave us seven teams that he would be willing to sign with or that he would like a trade to or whatever. Being the Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, and Seattle Seahawks. Um, none of those are the Steelers, which is sad, but obviously we wouldn't have the cap space or the assets really to trade for a guy like Jamal Adams. So. Yes, true. I know he, he also came out and, um, said he wouldn't mind playing for the Bucks. And I know that he like had an interview and the Instagram filter said that like, he'd be traded to the Steelers or something like that. And he was like, Oh, that's not too bad. Like I wouldn't mind that too much, but obviously the Steelers can't trade for him. I know that I saw yeah. somewhere in the- there's a like like mock trade and it was like Juju Smith-Schuster and a second for Jamal Adams and a six or something like that. I don't think the Seals would do that. 
because we don't I mean even if you wanted to move Juju if you thought it would be worth it to get improved like a defense that's already really good um we don't have the cap space <laughs> even without Juju you know yeah yeah we're and the reason we're not gonna be able to re-sign him with all the pieces we have and then if we were to get him that'd be like 100% Cam Hayward's out the door um yeah uh, things probably. like that yeah too it would have to have to be gone after this contract so Obviously, James it's Con- food for thought, but uh, he's. I'm not getting my hopes up. He's not coming to Pittsburgh. Obviously, he's. From what I've seen, he's kind of leaning in in Dallas's direction. There was that video of, um, the guy that like saw him driving his Jeep in like Walmart or something like that, and was like, "Hey, Jamal, I'm just coming to the Cowboys." He's like, "I'm trying." Yeah, I saw so that. I saw that too. Says, Where is that? So. <laughs> my bets are certainly on the Cowboys because the Cowboys have been interested in him and. There's been talks with Cowboys and stuff before, so if I had to take a wild guess, that's probably where he'd he'd like to go. The team that wants him, so yeah, you could always see. And they got three good receivers, so you could see them trading a Michael Gallup over there, a thousand yard receiver, because their number one receiver is going to be Jamison Crowder, um, at least probably starting the season. So not the best receiving core, but there's that. The next bigger uh-huh. piece is Dak Prescott officially signs the franchise tag um he'll be a cowboy for the remainder of the season he'll play he'll be the starter going forward um uh-huh. whether the big deal i think it's a good move for the cowboys this is kind of like the perfect time to franchise tag someone if i had to speak my mind on it i guess um i think he'll go be the quarterback moving forward as i've expressed i think they'll get the deal done next year and you know maybe if he blows up this year he'll get the money he wants if he does the same thing he did this year who knows what's going to happen? Maybe we'll have a holdout or the same thing that happened this year, but nobody knows. Um, we've got Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns, the running back. Their offensive coordinator stated that he will be competing for the wide receiver three spot with Rashard Higgins behind Odo Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Um, he's been a very productive receiver out of the backfield in Kansas City as well as Cleveland. Um not much to say. Richard, Richard Higgins is not the most productive of guys. To move him to the wide receiver spot, just be an absolutely loaded offense. Like there would be really no weaknesses apart from maybe Baker on that offense. Yeah, that's that's the dependent um, factor in this whole um, Cleveland Browns offense as it looks this year. They obviously showed up that offensive line using some draft picks as well as some free agent uh, cash that threw at him. Uh, they got some player from the Titans. I always cite, cite Taylor Lewan. I know it's not Taylor Lewan, it's Jack Conklin. So um, so they uh, so they showed up that hole. Um, obviously, they still have two great wide receivers. Um, Austin Hooper, you know, it really depends if Baker decides to, I mean, not decides, if Baker plays good. Um, so that's in the coaching still, obviously. We don't know. Kevin Stefanski yeah. should be, I think he's going to be like an, a pretty good coach. I can't say much mm-hmm. there. Um, he was the Vikings offensive coordinator, um, and the Vikings offense was solid. It was a run-based offense, so obviously with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, he has all the weapons there he needs. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that all turns out, but <laughs> it'll be weird to see Kareem Hunt at, at uh, wide receiver. He's a Yeah, I think he could be productive at receiver, but also it's hard to put him there because you look and he led the league in rushing yards, like two seasons, three seasons removed. So he's obviously still a very productive running back. So it's kind of hard to move him there for me, but who knows? Um, lastly, a little bit of Steelers news. It's not really news, 
just an old story. Um, Ike Taylor, Steelers corner from 2000s, um, says that the past th- the last three years of his Steelers tenure, he was playing whilst listening to music on the field. He had he had My earbuds. Bad. He had earbuds in his helmet and an iPod Nano hidden in his shoulder pads, and was just jamming to music. That that's interesting. I, I've heard that story like before. Like, I, it was kind of an old story um, that's been floating around. Obviously, just like the ba- the main uh, the main news. <laughs> that's an interesting thing. I, his production. He was not. He did not play the greatest uh, when he got older. I don't. I'm not sure if. Uh, it was a product of his <laughs> music. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was. I think he was listening to like Lil Wayne the whole time. If I remember listening to that story right before. So. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, he was asked about like communication defensively, and he just said that all they do is signals instead of verbal communication usually. But obviously, there's still um, a verbal aspect to the defense. You can't do communications when, say, the safety's calling out what they see on the field during the play. Yeah. So there's 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 obviously maybe that was a small element. Obviously he was just getting a little older, so that was probably yeah, the I mean, main I, cause of his slowing down because he was obviously a great corner in in his heyday. But he's probably I don't know I'd say probably third best corner in Steelers history behind obviously Rod Woodson and Mel Blount. Would you give him the three spot? I, yeah, quite possibly. I, I don't I don't think he was better than Rod Woodson or Mel Blount, so I don't really know. I think I'd throw him in the three spot. It depends. I think there's probably a um, an argument for Joe Hayden if he um, if you consider stats from Baltimore because obviously he was dominant there. Um, but you know, I I don't yeah. really know. I don't really know Ike Taylor's full like stat line. I was very young when he was in his heyday, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. that's why I can't really say. Like he was, I was still pretty young whenever he like decided to retire, and I remember that I didn't always think he was like super good. I know he used to be good, but I. I can't be like, you know, like Taylor sucked when he was old because I don't know if that's true. So Yeah, yeah I, I didn't really watch like Taylor. Obviously, I didn't start watching the Steelers until three, four or five years ago. Something, somewhere, not three, like four or five years ago, somewhere along those lines. But yeah, you're right. Joe Hayden was an absolute stud in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um, the four spot is kind of where I'd have him competing with William Gay as the, the fourth best in the Steelers history if he keeps up. Like how he's playing now for a few more seasons, you could, I might throw him into the third spot over Ike, but obviously I can safely say he's not going to catch Mel Blount or Rod Woodson. Uh, yeah, solidified Hall of Famers, possibly top five all time at the position. Um, so uh, I don't know, but that is all the news. For, sorry, it's hard for me to say that, like Ike Taylor's. <clears throat> pardon me again. Um, it's hard for me to say that, like like Heinz Ward and Ike Taylor and Joe Hayden are all in competition there. Well, I mean. William Gay, but um, you know, I'm sure there's players from from back in the day that are like we're still good, but just aren't talked about as much as Mel Blunt and stuff. So I can't mm-hmm. make like a guess. But as far as like players that I'm aware of, I would definitely put uh, those three players in contention for Trump there. Obviously, <laughs> William Gay was an interesting character, and he's a he's a coach now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he for the Steelers or Heinz Ward is for the Jets? So I know mean, he's a. I think Gay's for the Steelers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is as well. So, you know, ever since he joined the, the coaching team, the defense has uh, become very good. So that's an interesting Maybe thing that's the uh, maybe William Gay is the key. Possibly. Possibly. There we go. But that's all the news we got for the day.
or the weekend, I guess. So we did, continuing with the top 10 series, we did quarterbacks, we did running backs, we are now on the wide receivers. My favorite position in the NFL, I must say. Um, I agree with you there. He's probably probably my favorite position as well. The most fun to watch, I would say. um, Just a disclaimer, we did uh, agree in the last episode that Anthony Brown was not going to he would definitely make my top ten, but um, we decided not to put him in just for um, argument purposes because he's been out of the league for a little while. And uh, mm-hmm. a large deciding these uh, these lists were, you know, what kind of situation they were in. So you know, obviously, there's better situations to be in. Um, yeah, there's, so only, I, there's any situation is better to be in than not in the NFL when it refers to the NFL players. So yeah, but so. I went first the uh, last time, so I guess it's your turn now. So I guess I'm up. Um, I'll start off with my honorable mentions. I did four. Um, there was one guy for me that was very, very, very tough to leave off of my top ten, and that guy was Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. He battled. He fought hard for my tenth spot with someone that will be named soon, but he didn't get it. Sadly, he was my tenth for a while, and then I had to to switch things up and throw another guy in there, but. Keenan Allen's an honorable mention, and my other three are Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, and Allen Robinson the third. So three NFC North guys to round out the honorable mentions. That is insanity. I Keenan Allen left off the list. He is high on my list. I looked at the stats a lot, um, so maybe I, I missed a couple that you maybe you looked at or or were not aware of or something. Uh, Keenan Allen is quite high on my list, so we'll, we can talk about that later. My I actually had uh, one more honorable mention than you. Amari Cooper was a player that was close um, to being my number 10 position as well. Um, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, and Allen Robinson. So Christian Kirk? That's interesting. You didn't have him in your honorable mention? I did not. He didn't, he didn't grace my honorable mentions. But he can uh, be solid. He was I good. See it. He's been quietly good for the, the Cardinals last year, and Kyler Murray and him tended to jive well, so... Yeah. I, yeah, not good enough to make my top ten, but he definitely deserves some recognition. <clears throat> I see that he did, he didn't he did not grace my honorable mention, but uh, he deserves some love. Right, I'll give you that. But moving on to my number ten, somebody that you had mentioned on your honorable mentions that battled it out for Keenan Allen and just barely overtook him was Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, there's not like much to say. He was. One of my favorite players, honestly, in Oakland, when he got drafted there and played with Derek Carr for a few years, he got traded for a first-round pick to Dallas now like two years ago, technically. Um, he's a route technician. He's got hands. He's he's not like the greatest of deep threats, but he's he's obviously a presence there. He's got a great situation with him with the quarterback and the running back that is taking a lot of the attention away from him. He's got two great wide receivers. Now he's had Michael Gallup last season, another 1,000-yard receiver. But Amari Cooper's just another good guy. He's got, he's got a little bit of injury concerns, but I like the situation in Dallas. He got re-signed, so I'm, I'm feeling him going to be able to make a good impact this season and moving forward as just one of the guys in the young core of that offense. Yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper was close to being on my list. The one thing that kept him off my list was um, this stat that I saw that he his like production dropped off very hard whenever he played away. So... Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that too, like and I, uh, I don't know what that's about, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, 
I do like the situation he's in. And as I said, he was very close to being my top 10. But my number 10 was Chris Godwin. I know you might, you probably had him Ooh. higher. Yeah, I had him higher. You certainly had him on the list. Um, him, he was very close for um, with someone else on this list as well. I was going back and forth. Um, I like Chris Godwin. He's a he's a very efficient receiver, and his stats were very good last year. And I will pass heavy offense. Um, he's a speedster. You know that he's gonna he's gonna catch those long balls. And um, I don't think he don't think he's bad. I know it's like there's just a lot of good wide receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And out of all, mm-hmm. he probably seems like the person that's least likely to maintain that success to me. And I'm not sure why. Maybe I think well, my big part of it to me too was that. Um, obviously, a lot of deep passes from Jameis Winston, a young player with a big arm. Obviously, it's a big switch to Tom Brady with uh, a little bit of a weaker arm. I'm not saying that his arm has gotten worse over time, as I've heard from you multiple times that uh, <laughs> apparently, as I, I thought it was. So, um, you know, but Tom Brady never had the strongest arm in the NFL, and I think we can all admit that. But um, it just seems like like the new offense won't fare as well for him as, as other players on that offense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had a surprise when I said so early, but I, I agree with your reasoning, and I'll, I'll get into more of that when I when he comes up on my list a little. He's not like too too much higher, but he's he's higher. I'll give you that. So, moving on to my number nine, just somebody that I know you have a little bit higher is Odell Beckham Jr. of the Cleveland Browns at my number nine spot. Um, you look at him; his production dipped a bit this year. Uh, we we all know that. But, you know, the reports came out. I'm not going to say that's all his fault because we see the reports. He played virtually the entire season with a sports hernia, which, if you don't know, is very tough to play with, especially when you're, A, a wide receiver, and, B, a wide receiver that specializes in yards after catch, like Odo Beckham Jr. does, specializes on kind of putting the moves on people. Um, it, it hurts. It, 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 is not, it is very painful and not good for trying to be shifty, and break those tackles, get in and out of defensive backs. That's not what you want. So, obviously, we'll see what Odell can do next season. He's a very volatile player on this list where he can be top five next season. He could drop out of the top ten completely. It all depends. We'll see him completely healthy in Cleveland next season along, alongside his pal Jarvis Landry. So, uh, that's that's my number nine. Um, yeah, I know. I've, I texted you and asked you if OBJ, was, um, where he was on your list, you didn't tell me. You tell me he was on your list. Um I like OBJ. I'll go with him later on the list. Um, so, so I'll talk about that later. I don't want to get into it too much. My number nine is Stefan Diggs. I'm not sure where you have him. I'm sure it's it's probably soon. I wouldn't think he's too high. I like his situation in the Bills. Um, obviously, Josh Allen, I think he's going to take a step forward in accuracy. He's still got a massive arm, can throw the ball as far as he needs to down the field. Um, he's never really had too many, um, off, like he did have some off the field issues, one could say. Obviously, he like kind of asked for a trade and and stuff, so he's a little bit of an issue off the field. But other than that, like you know, he'll probably get over that as long as he gets his catches and he wins. You know, that's kind of how it is, unless you're like really crazy. But um, I like Diggs. Obviously, he's he's very fast. He's bigger. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm getting. Wait, can you talk for a second? Cool, I need to. Yes. But my number eight, you had him at your number nine. I have him at my number eight. It's Stefan Diggs once more. Like you said, he's not too much higher. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in this league. Um, he might he might crack my top three. We'll see. He is 
one of the the top two, him and someone else I have on this list are are the top two in in route technicians. I would say in this league of just pure route running and getting off the line quickly. Swan Diggs is a kind of do it all guy. He can run the slant. He can take it deep. He's just a kind of gadget guy. He can do it all. I um I liked him in Minnesota. I like him in Buffalo. Josh Allen, somebody that can kind of air it out. We'll see if he's going to be able to to hit him with. A lot of production. I like the situation kind of with John John Brown being there as the number two guy and Cole Beasley in the slot. You got a couple of tight ends that are capable in the receiving game. Um, but I like the situation. He's one of my favorite receivers and uh, he's my number eight. Yeah, good. Uh, you just said everything that I was planning on saying. For some, I don't know what was up there. I got like an email, um, but I have this notification blocker thing that goes on. Um, I forgot to turn on Do Not Disturb. But whenever the email came in, it was like a product came as a priority notification. And then I just got like four at a time. So I apologize there. Um, so, so, yeah, I agree with that. Obviously, you had him a little bit higher. So um, the, the main thing I had him over Chris Godwin, because I think they're similar players. I kind of like the size a little bit more with Stefan Diggs. I think he's more of a versatile player. Um, and I like his situation a little bit more. So there's that. Um, are we on eight now? Right. Yes. So my number eight is actually Mike Evans. So Ooh. you definitely have him higher. I could see him. I think you like him a lot. So I think you have him. I have him high. a little higher than most people probably would. Is what I'll say. I think I have. Uh, there's one player on my list I think is going to surprise you quite a bit. He'll, he'll be coming up soon. But um, so I yeah I have Mike Evans at number eight. I think he is like the the number. He's like the almost like the Megatron. Obviously, he's not as good as Calvin Johnson. He's that. 100%, um, you know, high point pass, go up and moss somebody kind of guy. Um, I think he'll succeed as a red zone target for Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, he liked um, Mr. Moss, as we all know. So I, I think he'll succeed with Tom Brady, unlike I don't think Chris Godwin will succeed as much as um, the other players. I know he, I was looking at the stats, he was not as efficient, um, especially like receptions. He, his like, his uh, yards per reception is pretty good. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of receptions. He's not a big yak guy, not a big yards after catch guy, but he'll see a lot of touchdowns and I think he'll have some success in a new system. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you said that you're going to have somebody on this list that is going to surprise me. And I'm well, no. in my brain that I feel like I know who it is. And I'm not going to say it yet, but I have it written down on my piece of paper. And I'll sh- if, if it is right, I will show you it. He's one of your honorable mentions. He's not one of your Uh-oh. one of your top. So I know he's not in your top ten. Never, so he can't never be mind. It's not who I thought then. It's not who I thought then. Then I, I know who it is because I only had one honorable mention that you didn't have. So oh, I thought okay. you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Tyler Lockett oh, was my guess. But, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett a lot. But yeah, I, I like him too. I like him too. Was, so. I had him as top ten. I mean, I had him as number nine in my first list, but I ended up taking him out. Um, so as I do like him, he's another one of my favorite receivers, but, um, at number seven for me, it was somebody that you have previously mentioned to Chris Godwin, um, purely off of last season, he was maybe a top five receiver stat wise, but like you mentioned before, I think he might be the only person that does not benefit from the Tom Brady signing. Um, when you look at it, he is a guy that mainly last season got his, his targets and his receptions and his yards, especially off of those 50, 50 throw it up down the sideline balls that Jameis Winston was throwing him. Obviously Tom Brady is not going to be throwing him that many of those. He's a very high IQ player. 
low risk kind of guy that does not want to be thrown up 50 fifties all the time. Jameis did not care about that. He did it. Um, I think Mike Evans is still going to be very productive in that offense. And I'm sure Chris Godwin will still be productive as a receiver, but I think his stats will take a slight decline from last year, but I still think he's a great player. I have no in number seven slot. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good, uh, pretty good place. I agree with your reasoning there. Um, quite, I don't know. I have him quite a bit lower, um, but I can see your points. My number seven is, as you said, you didn't say what position he would be, but Odell Beckham Jr. Um, yes, I know. I think I agree with you. I've never had a sports hernia. I don't know if you have. Um, no. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm sure it would really sink to play like a whole season with a sports hernia. And like you said, it's hard. To, I'm sure it would be hard to be shifty and move with all that pain. Um, I know. He, I've seen like some of his workouts over the years, and they're crazy. He definitely has not like lost a step physically. Um, he, yeah. I think he was tied for the second longest touchdown of the whole season, um, which is I don't know. That's uh, I know because I was like I was looking into stats for this. There's like a website that tracks mm-hmm. like that's not PFF, but it's like a fantasy tracker thing. Yeah. So um, I don't think he's gonna take a step back. It really depends on Baker Mayfield, and I don't know. I can't really make a crazy assumption on what's gonna happen with him. But if ba- I know Baker, he um, Otto Beckham Jr had the most uncatchable passes in the whole NFL. So he, he got a lot of targets, but they were, like, always over his head. So I think hopefully down. I actually do like Odell Beckham Jr., even though he's playing for one of my least favorite teams in the NFL. Um, I like his situation as long as Baker gets better. You know, he's got lots of players around him that, you know, they'll have to stack the box for Chubb and Hunt at times, you know. And Hooper... And, um, you know, the tight ends core, even more great recept- receiving targets. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I I think he'll do good. And I know, obviously, you had him lower, but um, that's my... Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. I like it. So, my number six guy, it was a struggle to put him this low. He was fighting it out for my number five spot, but I gave it to the other guy. My number six is Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. I think if you would have asked me before last season, he 100% would have been top five. His numbers just slipped a little bit this season. Uh, he, he was like a little over 1,000 yards. I don't even know if he had 1,100. But receptions were down as well. Touchdowns were slightly down or maybe sl- it, it was close. But obviously, I don't credit that all to him. I kind of credit that to Aaron Rodgers, like I mentioned in the quarterback episode. He, he doesn't take as many shots downfield anymore. But... um. Anyway, Devontae Adams is another one of those route technician guys. He's probably the quickest guy off the line of scrimmage, wide receiver-wise, in this league. He's got great feet, great hands. He's just an overall receiver. He's what you want. He's a route technician. He's just very thorough in, in all of his training and everything like that. He's just he, he's a great receiver. It kind of comes down to A-Rod. He's currently really the only like real threat of a receiver on that Green Bay team. They've got like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Devin Funchess and Alan Lazard and this and that on that team. But obviously, Devontae Adams is the guy on there. I'd like to see him get a little bit more run this season. I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers try to try to get him some more open looks this season than he did last year. I think his numbers would definitely spike this year. I think he'd probably be a top five next year. Fantasy-wise, he's someone that I will always project to be top five. But as a receiver, I, I put him at number six. Yeah, that's good. Um, he'll be coming up very soon in my list. My number six was Keenan Allen, someone who's a, your honorable mention. I was very surprised to hear that name. <laughs> I had him number five, I mean, number six, uh, that being said. Um, 
his routes, his short routes are the the most crispy like thing I've ever seen. They are insanity. Um, you know, you know, he's he's not the quickest guy. He's not gonna get a bunch of long touchdowns, but he he breaks off the line of scrimmage fast. It's it's really fun to watch. Um, I think yeah, I think he'll have a good year with Tyrod Taylor. Um, Philip Rivers had a kind of a rough year. Um, you know, like I've I've been hearing hearing people say, and he was kind of throwing the ball like a, like it was a medicine ball, just heaving it. Um, and that's not that doesn't benefit Keenan Allen's play that much. His stats were still really good though. Um, I'm pretty sure he was top ten in every stat that I looked at. Um, but I think he's gonna I think he's gonna take a step forward with Tyrod Taylor, who's pretty safe with the ball, likes to throw it short. Um, another guy with not the biggest arm. He's an athlete, so Keenan Allen, I'm sure he can excel and when the play breaks down and he can make a play in the in the open field one way or another. So I'll be intrigued to see how Keenan Allen does this year with Tyrod Taylor. It's kind of a, a shot in the dark, I'm sure. Um, someone's going to comment on the Instagram at <laughs> dumb opinions. Keenan Allen, number two, goodness, you know, something like that. But I, I like Keenan Allen. I'm a big fan. I saw him, you know, destroy the Steelers that one game. Well, yeah. <laughs> the referees did more to have us lose that game, but Ty, you know, Keenan Allen off. I'll be intrigued to see how he does, and I think he'll do. I think he'll do good. But I'll be yeah, interested. he he was the toughest of cuts to get off of to make get the number eleven spot for me. It was tough to not put him in the top ten, put Amari in there. But I, I got I did it. My number five is a guy that you mentioned a while ago that I had, like I said, very high, a lot higher than everybody else. Is Mike Evans is my number five guy. Um, he's so talented. From a talent standpoint, he might be number one. He's just, he can do a- anything you ask of him. He will absolutely moss people up the field. He can run those slant routes. He can run the curls. He can run drags. Literally any route you ask of him, he's got it in the arsenal. He's just, a, he's a, he's humongous. He's just big. I think he's a guy that would still benefit from Tom Brady. I think he'll get a lot of those looks. I think Tom Brady will be a little less afraid to throw him those 50-50s than he would for Chris Godwin. He's just a lot more proven of a wide receiver. Um, and he's a guy that's been able to do a lot more things than just that. He's been able but, uh, you, you know, he's been able to run the slants very effectively, get get up and like that with his pure speed. Um, well, I don't know. He's just a guy that can do it all. I really like Mike Evans. I like the system he's in with Tom Brady now. He's been getting some workouts and runs in with Tom Brady already in the offseason. And I, don't know, I just like him to be a top five. But yeah, I mean, I see your reasoning. I never knew who was such a crisp route runner. Um, so I get yeah, he's he's not like the crisp like that some like super crispy runner like like you know Amari Cooper or Stephon Diggs, but he's got speed. That like he's kind of got jets when it comes to like slant routes. Yeah, that that is definitely um, I can see that for someone who's so big, you wouldn't think he was so fast. Kind of like Chase Claypool maybe, but <laughs> Ooh, top five um, Chase Claypool. Um, my number five was Devonta Adams, someone you just said previously. Um, I know, I think he's still very good, and yeah, he's definitely someone that I, I like. If, in fantasy, I definitely take him early. He'll be very good every year. There's been some injury issues with him, as uh, I remember correctly. Um, I know he had a good year this year, and I think a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of him just being like breakout year. I like Devonta Adams. I like he's kind of like to me he's like Chris Godwin and and Stefan Diggs 2.0 kind of you know I think he's just like like one of those receivers that are good at like pretty much everything but not super good at everything he's like 
the best of them, if you, if you get what I mean, you know, if there's like that receiver. I mean, if you're really going to go there, I guess Julio's number one. He, he's coming up. He's not number one on my list, but he's coming up soon as well. Um, if you, I don't know why my reasoning is putting him so high. I know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers has thrown the ball farther down the field less than he used to. Um, but Devontae Adams is still finding his way to, to do good and be open. Aaron Rodgers, I'm convinced he can still throw the ball ball downfield if uh, the time comes, you know, if that position comes where he can do that. So, I don't know. My reasoning is not very good for this one. But I, I couldn't put him any lower than five for some reason. Like, every time I wanted to, it just did not make any sense to, for me to put him any lower. So yeah, it, it was tough for me. But uh, my number four is Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs, Cheetah, the absolute speedster. Fastest player in the league. I won't hear a word against it. Um, there's not much to say. He's just so quick off of the line. You, you basically have to have a safety over top on any man coverage play because he'll absolutely burn your corner and take it, for, take it to the house every time if you let him. And he's just so difficult to defend for any corner. You basically, he's maybe this guy, the guy in the league that you have to double cover more than maybe anyone else, I would say. It's just... So tough to cover Tyreek. So freaking fast. He's got hands. He can he can jump up there and moss you at times. And you've seen some of that. The goal line one last year where he jumped up and, and caught that kind of in his elbows. Um, he's just a great receiver. Speediest guy on the field. Speediest guy in the league. He's got great receivers around him. So that's obviously a great situation. You get Watkins, Hardman, Robinson, best quarterback in the league throwing to you. Offensive line, Travis Kelsey. That, that that offense is stacked. It shows his you know his stats were down a little bit, but obviously he wasn't on the field the whole season for for this reason and that. But um, I can't, I couldn't put him any lower than four. I as well put Tyreek at number four. Um, I'm pretty sure the rest of our list is going to be identical. I don't think there's going to be any differences. Um, just yeah. with our preferences, I don't think anyone's going to be different from here up. Um, yeah, Tyreek is like the perfect speed receiver he um yeah there's no one that's faster than him in the nfl that's i don't think you can really argue that point at all um and when it comes like the offense that he's in with patrick mahomes like that's literally the perfect quarterback to have he can literally throw the ball wherever he wants (laughs) you know (laughs) like he'll find a way to get the ball to tyreek hill if he's like just open a little bit and yeah as you said you know he can even throw that ball like High pointed a little bit, even though he's a small guy, he can still hop up, like kind of moss the guy. It's it's intriguing to see him. Tyreek Hill is definitely one of the most fun players in the NFL to watch. Mm-hmm. His stats are are always going to be good as long as he's he's fast and agile. That's speed kills in the NFL, and then Tyreek Hill shows it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But as you said, our top threes will probably be the same. The number three is one that I probably. I'd say most people will agree the number three is Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he's just one guy that's been one of the most productive receivers of this decade. Made the all-decade team. He's just, a, he's just a beast. You know, obviously the one the one aspect of his game that he doesn't have really is the red zone aspect. He does not get a lot of touchdowns. He's not as big of a threat in the red zone. But you look this season, and I definitely feel like he's – Going to get more touchdowns this season when you look at Austin Hooper being gone, one of the main red zone targets for Matt Ryan. Leaves, they bring in Hayden Hurst, who is not a bad tight end by any means, but is not what Austin Hooper was by any means. So you can see 
I definitely feel like Julio Jones' touchdown numbers will improve this season. Maybe not drastically to like 10 or 11 touchdowns, but you know you can see him in the 6, 7, 8 range. Um, he's obviously a fantasy beast, usually one of the top three. Wide receivers taken, as long as I've been watching football, he's been in the conversation for number one, and that does not stop now. Yeah, um, I was really close putting Julio at two, but I did end up putting him at three as well. Julio Jones, like like, like you said, um, that, there's like different types of archetype of receivers for me. There's like the real speedsters, there's like the straight go up and moss guys, there's like the route technicians, and then there's like the overall good at everything kind of guys, you know? And I know I've mentioned this before, there's like, you know, Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs and Chris Godwin that are like kind of good at everything. Chris Godwin almost is like a real speedster kind of, but um, I guess I didn't say it right. Julio Jones is definitely like the perfect receiver for that type of of player, you know? He's got all the skills. Mm-hmm. He's he's actually fast. He actually is good at route running. You know, he can go up and moss people. Like you said, his his uh his red zone numbers aren't always the best. He, you know, he doesn't always have the best touchdowns count, best touchdown count, but he's still great. And yeah, the, he'll always be in the conversation for for number like the best receiver in the NFL, um, in one way or another. You know, who was better than AB? Um, I don't know. Like when AB was playing, I think like the last season AB played, I think AB was better. As a career, it's close. I think because AB's out of the league and I don't think he's going to get signed, Julio will go down as a better receiver. But I think head-to-head matchups, there were a few seasons Julio took it, there were a few seasons AB took it. I think AB was a better was a better receiver. That might be a little biased, but I don't know. I'd give it to AB while they played together. I think Julio will probably go down as a better receiver, sadly. Love when they yeah, AB. I can see that. Yeah, me, me too. But um, number two, this is one that I'm sure it's still the same for us. But probably we'll get a little bit of pushback. So I would like to clarify that this is not who had the best 2019-2020 season. Because if we're ranking that, obviously he's going to be number one. It's Michael Thomas in my number two spot. If we were ranking it on the best receiver of last season, Michael Thomas obviously gets the number one spot. It's not a question. But it's not. It's about who's the best receiver in our minds. Like we... Obviously, I've had people talk to me about the Derek about how I put Derrick Henry at three, and you did as well for Saquon at two. Once again, it's not about who had the better season; it's about who's a better player. And I, I would take Michael Thomas at two. And obviously, you can infer who my number one is. I won't come out and say it because that is for next for the next thing. But um, Michael Thomas, my number two. Obviously, he had a, like 149 receptions, 148, well, one of those two, if I'm not mistaken, set the NFL record all time for most receptions in a season. But you look at it, obviously, he gets the ball a lot. But you look at it, and you see the yards per catch, and he's like 70th in yards per catch in the league or something like that. Like, I think it's below 10, below 10 yards per catch. So that's not that good. I'm not going to lie. He's a great receiver. But obviously, I feel like this season he may be a little bit more concerned about getting the catches in than what he did, what he did with them. He's not a big yards-after-catch guy, like you mentioned with some other people. Um you know, he's not the fastest guy. He's pretty strong. He's just a volume kind of guy. You know, you give him the ball, he makes things happen. He gets open, he's got great hands. But, you know, I feel like it's going to be tough for him when Drew Brees retires, probably after the season. Not to say that he's going to, like, fall out of the top ten or anything like that, because that would just be ridiculous to say. But when you have Drew Brees, probably the most accurate quarterback the league has ever seen, it's easy to give him the ball. 
So um, obviously he's, a, he's moderately open a lot. So it's easy to get on the ball if you're Drew Brees. It's about what he does with it. You know, next season, if they end up re-signing Jameis Winston, you're, uh, we'll, we'll see how that works with a different quarterback, whoever that may be, or Taysom Hill maybe. But as a pure receiver, I give Michael Thomas the number two spot in the league. I must concur. I mean, we obviously know that the number one receiver is going to be Juju, but <laughs> that's, it was, Juju is an honorable mention, but I know I couldn't, um, as biased as it would, would have been. Um, but yes, number two was obviously Michael Thomas. Um, as you said, the, the yards after a catch is never really that good, um, and his, his like yards per reception is never really that good. He gets tons of reception, and uh, yeah, I think it stems a lot from Drew Brees. Drew Brees is always going to make the smart decision, and he's always going to throw the guy that's open. And if Michael Thomas is open like every play, just with mm-hmm. like a slant, <laughs> he'll throw it to yeah, that, like, So, you know, yeah. you pretty much remember everything there, so I don't really get, rehash it, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there because you look at it and you see Drew Brees. That that team is not stacked on receivers. It's Michael Thomas and then Ted Ginn Jr. and Traquan Smith last yeah. season. Um, but they um, they brought Emmanuel Sanders in and yeah, they're gonna have Emmanuel Sanders this year, which is uh, which is definitely a big addition. But you see a guy like Jared Cook who will 100% be on my tight end list, maybe top five. We'll see. But he's a lot more of a he is at least in New Orleans become a lot more of a red zone guy than anything else you know he's not kind of what he was in oakland where he was racking up all the yards he was just kind of just more of a of a red zone target a big body to be there you see oakland really loves those tight ends every season they got darren waller now he's putting up yards every season Derek carr just loves to feed those tight ends and get him all these yards but yeah, it's um, so weird <laughs> but michael thomas my number two so my number one we saw it coming of a new new member of the Arizona Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. Nook Hopkins, just just a great player. Two years ago, he was the unequivocal best wide receiver. And I'm like to say unequivocal best wide receiver now, but in my, in my eyes, he's the best. Um, but, but there's not much to say. He has the best hands in the league, I think I can say. Maybe you could give it to like Larry Fitzgerald, but I, I, I don't give it to Larry Fitzgerald just because the volume's not there. Obviously, probably Fitz probably has the best hands in league history. But when you look at who has the best hands in the league, you kind of look among the best of the best receivers that have the volume of catches. And Larry Fitz and DeAndre Hopkins are are the top two. I would certainly say. Just a season ago, DeAndre Hopkins did not drop a single pass in in the whole season, which is absolutely insane. Um, he's just a guy that's going to get his numbers. Deshaun Watson really did. You look at him. And he's actually on a poster that I have back there with like some of the best receivers from a couple years ago. A lot of them aren't on their that team anymore. But um, obviously, you look at for his majority of his career, DeAndre Hopkins was a top five receiver with bottom tier quarterback talent for most of his career, playing with Matt Schwab and Brian Hoyer and Brock Osweiler and Ryan Fitzpatrick up until like three years ago when you bring in Deshaun Watson, you bring in Deshaun Watson, who's a great quarterback, and what do you see? DeAndre Hopkins blossoms into a top three receiver every year since Deshaun Watson entered the league. So you, you just he's just such a great receiver, and he puts up numbers that everybody's got. He's just so amazing, and it's just, just about everything. And there's a few guys. I've probably said that about too many people on this list, but when I say that they're great at everything, I mean that they're good at everything. DeAndre Hopkins is and Julio Jones are the two guys that are probably legitimately great at just about everything. I don't see much of a flaw or any real area in DeAndre Hopkins' game. They're like, yeah, he's not very good at that. 
because he just he can just really do it all. I absolutely love DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I like the fit in Arizona. He'll behind Larry Fitz, not behind Larry Fitz, but like mentoring, being mentored by Larry Fitz as already one of the best receivers in the league. He's going to go there with someone that we both had breaking out and being. I had him being an MVP candidate. I think you did as well, actually, in Kyler Murray. And I don't know, we'll just that'll be a big piece to Kyler Murray's breakout season if that happens this year. But I love DeAndre at number one and take it away. <laughs> yes, I uh, as well have DeAndre Hopkins at number one. It's not even really close. I mean, it is kind of close, but um, yeah, he. I love the fit with Kyler Murray, um, side and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, when like you said, when it comes to like hands, no one's really in competition with him other than Larry Fitzgerald. Like I saw somewhere like Larry Fitzgerald has more attack in his career than drop passes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like no, he plays like eleven more tackles, which is kind of insane. Yeah. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitzgerald and uh Andrew Hopkins are not gonna be having a lot of drops this year. And I don't think they're gonna have to make many tackles with Kyler Murray, um, throwing interceptions. So um Yeah, probably not. I hope not at least. But, um, like you said, DeAndre Hopkins is certainly good at pretty much every aspect of the game. I think I'd probably put him more as, like, a, a go-up-and-get-it kind of guy. But he can certainly, you know, do other stuff. He has he has pretty good yards after catch. You know, he catches bombs. Um, and this is, like, beside the point. But were you, like, do you remember whenever the the Texans paid Brock Osweiler, like, all that money? To get to- yes. <laughs> Seventy-four that, million dollars for Brock Osweiler. That has got to be like one of the worst like signings. That's seventy-four, eighty-four. I remember four at the end, and it was one of those two numbers. But that's yeah. that was not a good a good deal. It did not work. But yeah, but even then, he still he still played good, and he'll yeah he'll play good no matter like what the quarterback is. Um, so he's he's just like a different kind of player. He's just a different animal, and that, yeah, yeah that was pretty good. Um. I think Keenan Allen um, is obviously quite a bit higher. It's different there, but... Um, yeah, that's really you know, the one like major, major difference. I think we had a lot... Obviously, their top four were the same for both of us. But really, five through seven were not even very similar, to be honest. like We we didn't have any <laughs> matching picks anywhere down there. Yeah. So I, it, it, was, it was pretty solid, I guess. We'll go through and give a little recap that we have been doing the past couple of episodes. So, honorable mentions for me, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson. Number 10 is Amari Cooper. Number 9 is Odell Beckham Jr. Number 8 Stephon Diggs. Number 7 Chris Godwin. And number 6 Devontae Adams. Number 5 Mike Evans. Number 4 Tyree Kill. Number 3 Julian Jones. Number 2 Michael Thomas. And number 1 DeAndre Hopkins. So my honorable mentions were Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, and Allen Robinson. Quite a long list. Um, then my number 10 was Chris Godwin, followed by Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Odo Beckham Jr., Keenan Allen, Devonta Adams, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and finally, at number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Wait, did I mess up number two and three? I don't think. It didn't sound okay. like it. At least maybe I wasn't paying attention, but... Um, Thomas yeah, let's... Wait, it wrong. yeah our, our quarterbacks were similar, but the running backs were fairly different. The wide receivers are fairly different. It's uh, I feel like our top two or three will probably be the same amongst everything <laughs> our t- yeah. i'm sure our top three tight ends are going to be the same next week i can i can fairly confidently say i think that might be one that differs a lot more than these ones because tight ends is 
a kind of underappreciated position, as we all know. It's a position that doesn't get talked about as much. They don't get all those highlights on, on ESPN and Bleach Report where you know every little thing about the tight ends. So, it's you know, a lot of it is about the stats. A lot of it's just about the blocking and the production that they can't get brought up in the stats. And that's why I think our, our things are going to differ a little bit. So I'm going to be interested to see the tight ends next week. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, yeah, our broad receiver list from Fordham, they're pretty much all the same players except for 10. Um I had I had a uh, Keenan Allen and you had Amari Cooper. Those are the only two players that weren't on both on the same list. They were just in a different order, and I don't I don't think they were in crazy different positions except uh, Mike Evans. So yeah, that, that one was interesting. That was only three spots then. You know. You're a big yeah. Mike Evans fan. I can see it, and your points were valid. Yeah, I, I like Mike Evans to do good this year, but I gotta say, some of these guys, I. I just absolutely love receivers. They're definitely my favorite position. You said they were yours too. Um, some of my favorite, obviously, yeah, absolutely love Juju Smith-Schuster. Got his jersey. It's downstairs in the washing or the dryer right now. <laughs> um, love me. My top three. Uh, I think I have a list somewhere of my favorites. Maybe at one point. I haven't sat down and made it officially recently. Juju's number one. There's uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Got to be up there. Stephon Diggs. Got to be up there. Uh, Tyreek Hill could be up there for me. Allen Robinson will be up there for me. There's just so many guys that you look at and they're like, I really like this guy. Like, there's just a couple random guys. Like, I really like John Brown. And there's just like some of the strange, like, number two and three receivers that I just have a particular affliction with for whatever reason. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's just like a lot of wide receivers that you see playing. Like, there's three, and then obviously there's four and five wide receiver sets. So, um, you know, at the most, you'll see two running backs at a time, but almost all the time, you'll see at least three wide receivers. At least with the Steelers, mm-hmm. you see a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And me, it was always, you know, the Steelers always had great wide receivers. They always drafted wide receivers well. And, um, you know, I hadn't stopped. Juju's going to have a bounce back, and I can feel it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as I've been watching, we've had a, a great receiver to cheer for. So it's, I've never known the Pittsburgh Steelers without some sort of receiver to, to watch because as long as I've been watching we've had Antonio Brown leading up to this season in which we have the man the myth the legend Juju Smith Schuster and moving forward we're still going to have Juju this season we could see Deontay Johnson blossom into something truly special um obviously James Washington could in theory but I don't I see him just being a very good complimentary guy I'm not gonna lie um Deontay Johnson definitely has potential to be a very good receiver but We'll see how that turns out. Obviously, we know Juju has that potential as a 1,500-yard receiver, just one year removed from that pro bowler um, team MVP. So uh, he's obviously got the production. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see Juju play again. Um, So I saw this article, and it was like it was talking about how the Steelers commonly don't pay more than one wide receiver at a time. You know, they didn't pay Antonio Brown and uh, Michael, uh, what's his name, Uh, Speedster. What's the name? Mike uh, Martinez Bryant? Oh, Mike Wallace. Way back. So, uh, the, the Young Money crew. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people think they're either going to have to pay Deontay Johnson or Juju. And, you know, James Washington and, and Chase Claypool are still players that, you know, they could be really good and they could be deserving of a big contract, but the chances of there are still a little bit lower. Um, we haven't seen Chase Claypool yet play yet, so we don't know. But um, I like James Washington. And it's a side note from what I was saying. 
I like James Washington, but his size is just weird. Like he's short, but has like super long arms. Yeah, like, he plays thing. like I didn't know his height that he was. He's like five eleven or five ten, and I didn't know that because he plays like a six foot five wide receiver. Like yeah, he's like kind of a purely like go up and get it kind of down the field threat. Is what he turned into towards the end of the season with with Doc and Mason just bombing it to him, and he was catching it like 60 percent of the time. And I was I looked at stats and like through however many weeks he was had the highest catch percentage for for deep passes and just an absolute like yeah, obviously he's he's mossing some of the Bengals corners and stuff. He plays like he's six five, and then my my like some some of my family's looking at it, he's like he looks he looks short on the field. I'm like no way, he's got to be like six two at least. And I asked my friend, he's five eleven. This man plays like a giant. I, yeah, he's like a really big, a really tall vertical. Like, he can jump really high. It's He's definitely a very cool player. And I, I think the article projected that they were going to re-sign um, Juju and James Washington. And then Deontay was probably going to have to hit the road. Just because Mike Wallace and him were kind of similar players. Very fast. And they obviously ended up passing on him. But um, you know, there's still players in the future. Maybe some... On you know some low round pick in the future it could turn out to be a a real star like Anthony Brown that'll make everyone kind of have to hit the back burners. But I think we have a real star in Juju, um, and obviously I think a big comeback year. I could mm-hmm. see Deion Johnson having to move on, even though he's really good. I think the Seals are gonna you know you can't yeah. pay everyone. That's that's, that's just the sad reality. So, you tend to play just pay just one wide receiver at a time, so. We'll have to see if they decide to move it. I would love to see Deontay Johnson and Juju on the on the same team for years. Um, me too. Me too. So, so if it depends if you want to keep that really dominant defense, and you know, it just depends what their priorities are. I'm not GM, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I tell you, when when the draft came along, and I think I think obviously everyone, just about every team was like, we want DK Metcalf in the second round, early third round. I think he had only like two picks before the Steelers, and I was like, "Ah oh, man, there's no, no more DK Metcalf on the board." And then you you draft Deontay Johnson out of Toledo, and you look around, and everyone's like, "Who the who the heck is this guy, Deontay Johnson? Never heard of him from from Toledo." And then I watch the highlights, and I see that he's a route technician, and he's a yard after yards after catch guy. And I just look at that, and I say, "He's going to be good," because there's no way that the Steelers draft a receiver early and he is a route technician and he doesn't work out because then there's that is what they do they draft receivers particularly the route technicians and the speedsters like deontay johnson that is just what they do and i yeah i just could not say one bad word about it because there's until the steelers prove me that they are no longer good at drafting receivers then i have to love every receiver pick that they make and they have not proved me wrong yet so um if you if you follow um, the Colton and Joe show on Instagram. I'm I'm gonna drop the link. I'm actually in the works of two new Steeler articles. I, I've only written two, but I'm in the works for two. I think they're gonna be really interesting for you. Interesting reads. I'm not big into writing. Um, Colton's read them. I know you can tell they're not like I'm not an author or like a blog writer, but I think it's cool. And I've been doing some research, and I have some some like some stuff written down that I want like points that I just want to go over. I don't really like outlines. Like it's a five paragraph essay in school but <laughs> i i might be dropping those soon i don't know i haven't even really started typing them out but i've been i know what i want to talk about so uh, i will i'm uh, gonna put we took our obviously we got the new logo we talked about about that you'll be able to see that right now um when you're listening to the show 
and you can give us feedback if you like the old one better and or uh or what we should do so that'll be our little face reveal kind of i don't really i've never really cared about that too much that's cool and if you don't yeah, want your face my, my face can be on it um i guess it's technically a face reveal but our instagrams are are in the bi instagram by our personal instagrams are in the bio <laughs> instagram so if you really cared that much you could click on it and, and see them yeah you so. can see my face and my profile picture but if you followed me then you could so <laughs> no you yeah, can't i, guess I don't I, think yeah. i yeah, I don't, actually, I don't think you do have a picture of yourself on there. So maybe it won't just be your your face reveal officially, but you can see my know. face in many pictures on the Instagram. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Not very photogenic. You can look in the picture. I could look kind of weird. It was it was kind of a sunny day. And I was getting, squinting a little bit. Um, cool in this photogenic though. He looks cool. He looks pretty. He looks like he's ready to go. He could put on some uh, pads and. You look like a giant compared to me uh, sitting there. <laughs> I do look kind of high, but I don't know if that's supposed to be good or bad. I must say, I was, I did play some the end. I must admit, mm -hmm. I wasn't the best the end. I wasn't very good at the end at all, actually. If I had to say, because I was probably top three smallest at least on the field at all times. So the end wasn't the best position for me. And tight end, which is what I primarily played on offense, also wasn't the best position for me. But you know, I got, I got moved around. Um, my tight end position, I kind of. I kind of stayed there in tight end. I played some receiver a little bit, but I, I was mostly a tight end for my for my full playing career, I guess. But then every year I got moved on defense. Like I was, I played Wait, everything. Sorry, put me huh? like safety or I was. I I intercepted me we, me you and Kid Punk and uh and Ashton Colton Colton and Myers Bud. Um, we were playing some some uh some catch. Um, Kid Punk was playing quarterback. Um, and Ashton, I was just covering Colton every once in a while, and Ashton would would play receiver and stuff. Um, but when I was me on Colton, I I had that nice swat. That was definitely like the cleanest swat of my life. Um, and I <laughs> time you you put you put the snap my ankle so hard in that one route though. That was I didn't clean. get the ball. But, I the, I got it for throwing sadly. I I that felt like a nice route, but I didn't get to finish it sadly. So guess it doesn't mean much. You can wave your. You can do the incomplete thing as a DB. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I could play. I could play DB. No, I, it's a lot harder. I'm sure with them when you're playing like real football. I, if it was real football, you definitely would have cut a touchdown on me. But um, God, it's tough, man. I I played DB a little bit. Safety isn't that bad. I think I played just about every position besides nose tackle and defense at some point. And corner is definitely maybe the hardest position if there's an actual oh. pass. You know, and like in. in they don't tend to pass it in high school, middle school, elementary school football. So, and yeah, I, as a corner, I didn't have to do too much. Safety was pretty fun. I actually did enjoy playing safety. But as a corner, I think the ball only got thrown my way like once because they would only pass like once or twice a game. And I must say, I did have one career swat <laughs> at like the one time the ball was thrown to me. And no, I, did, I had two, but only one as a corner. I had one as a middle linebacker that I almost picked off, but sadly I didn't. But Sometimes it, it, it do be like that. So we, um, at our school, we play like two in touch football in gym class for once in a while. And I, yeah, I enjoy playing like this, like these zones. I like playing middle linebacker um, and safety. I don't really like man coverage too much, but I, I played it a couple of times. Yeah, I'm not the best at man coverage. If I'm just like going against my buddies and stuff, I'm usually pretty good at man coverage. But then like in games, well, I wasn't the best, I got to say. Yeah, I like uh, I like to just be able to sit back 
and wait for the route to develop and then try and jump it. Um, mm-hmm. the bus, whenever I know that one time you were like, you were like 10 yards in front of me and I thought I'd be able to catch up there and, and kid punk went through the, went through the fault, throw the, throw the ball to you. I, cause I couldn't recover that fast. I mean, I just didn't <laughs> the distance well enough. Obviously you were too far away. I wouldn't have been able to catch up, but, uh, that was a good time. I'll admit mm-hmm. Mr. James, my cousin, also known as Kid Punk. I just call him Kid Punk because it's funnier. <laughs> um, he can he can throw the ball pretty far. He's got an arm. He always wanted to yeah. play high school. Uh, my aunt never let him because they were too worried about like concussion stuff. See, I don't know if I would even be like actually allowed anymore because I played for four or five years and then I busted up my arm and, and broke it pretty bad one summer. And um, I wasn't allowed to play the next year because it was super bent. So basically, from what the doctor told me, they can repair it surgically up to if it is at least a 15-degree bend in the arm. From from what the doctor told me, at least, well, funny enough, the bend in my arm was 14 and a half degrees. So very, very close without actually being able to do the surgery on it. I wish they would have. But long story short, my arm is still bent. <laughs> To an extent. Uh, I was not supposed to play any sports, contact sports, until it's unbent. But I don't even know if that would be allowed because just like your parents and, and your cousin's parents, my, my mom has expressed her worriedness about CTE and concussions. And I've, I've never gotten a concussion from playing football, but I've gotten my fair share of whiplash from playing it. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I would be allowed to play anymore, but... I mean, I'm allowed by the doctor right now, so I guess it's not really that big of a problem if I'm allowed by my parents. So I mean, you were like, and you're always a little bit shorter. You weren't like now. You're you're still a little bit smaller built. You're actually I can tell you've exercised more. And, you know, you've taken you've like you know worked, thought more about your health. No offense. I mean, you're a little you're, oh, a you're little not more wrong. Chubby. <laughs> you're not wrong. I was I was fat. Hold <laughs> a minute. I was a, I was a big. Um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you, you were wrong. I was like five foot five, like one sixty, which was not not good for that short. I will say that. To be honest, I don't. All I know is when I, the last the first time I like really remember how much I weighed was when I was like I was um I was like five ten, but I weighed like two hundred pounds in sixth grade. No, uh, but it was like it was all fat. Like I wasn't I wasn't strong. <laughs> I was just like blubber. It was bad. But you know I. I've gotten into sports a little bit more, and I I try to run, and I don't eat as much as I used to. I still eat like a lot of food. Um, food's good, man. I don't blame you. Shoot, I, mean, I eat yeah, a lot of my, I eat all myself. Yeah, we're we're like we're still teenagers. Like obviously, we're gonna eat a lot of food, but you know, you're in shape, and I'm I like to think I'm in better, like a lot better shape than I used to be, and I can I can run like four miles. <laughs> I still haven't hit five miles yet. I'm really close. It's always like four and a half, and then. I get like bad cramps and stuff, and I just stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like that makes sense. Like you were always a little bit on the shorter side, so I could, like you could probably get manhandled a little bit by the taller kids. But I was always yeah, on the yeah. taller. My parents would never let me play. I mean, I know why they would never let me play. You know, because my brain is more important than fun. That's what we're going to tell. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I can't tell her she's too wrong. I know it. I can't say. I I can't say. I can't be too mean. I get it. Um, but still upsetting to me. I was I was one to play football. Because I like football. It was kind of fun. That's the most I'll say. Was that it was kind of fun. You didn't enjoy it that much? Like, it was fun. Like, the games were cool. 
the games are chill, but obviously everyone, every, any sport, you're not going to love practice. It's yeah. just, it's just like that. Middle school practices were just so lame for me, especially as a tight end. Cause it was like, sometimes you would go with the skill position players, but sometimes you go with like the D, like the D lineman and stuff. And then, uh-huh. but the problem was like, most of the time I went with the D line, the skill position uh-huh. guys are over there. Like with their little pat, like the bags <laughs> held up. It's like, catch the ball and then run through these two bags. And it's like, that would be fun. But then it's, and then you get to like throw me over in the D lineman training and it's just like head on head contact. And that's all we did for an hour and a half at least. So that wasn't the most fun. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, like, I, I've never played football for a team, so I don't know what practices are really like. So I can't say anything. I was, but I was one to play football. And um, I can, yeah, like I said, I can see why my parents wouldn't want me to play football, but um. It's a little. It was like, I was always like disappointed as a little kid because that that was what I was. That was the only sport I really wanted to play. That in baseball, and I, I didn't play baseball because um, the schedules were conflicting with my my with my sister. So um, it's alright though. It's in the past. Now I do track and I really like track, and hopefully I'll be able to do basketball this year. And that's the plan um, for me. So there you go. There you go, my man. I, man, I don't honestly. I don't even think I'm going to be able to play sports anymore. Cause like, I mean, I, I might, I was going to like maybe try to play basketball this year. I had a lot of people trying to get me to play basketball this season, but like I'm going to have to get a job soon. Cause I got my license now and I'm going to have to obviously put some gas in the car and say if I actually want to drive it. So I'm going to have to get a job and, and this and that. So it's, it's going to be tough if I would want to and still find a time to make some money and, and be able to have a car and drive it. So I, I don't really know what the, what, what's going to be going on there. So it's, uh, I don't even know yet. We'll find out how that, how that goes later on. So, um, I just, as a side note, I, I was talking to kid punk, the, the artist for our out, outro or intro. He said it was supposed to be an intro. And he's told me, um, well, because he sent me the song, but at the end, it like fades down to like really quiet. And there's like five seconds where I can't really hear anything. So I was like, okay, that's like, I don't want to be completely quiet and then our voice, like, that'd be kind of weird. Um, but he was like, he just told us we're supposed to, when it's like fading down, our voice is supposed to be fading in. So yeah. I'm going to try that and I'll, uh, I'll see if it sounds cool or not. I think, I think, actually, actually think it will be sound, sounding cool. Right. Yeah, it should sound pretty nice. I must admit, but it, it'll be nice to have a little, that little intro. It sound pretty, sound pretty dope. The little voice overlap there. Can be nice. Mm-hmm. We'll find out though. Not gonna lie, I I jam out to the outro like way too much. Like sometimes <laughs> I'll just I put it on my Google Drive, so sometimes I'll just go on there and I'll just like press the play button and and listen to it. <laughs> like it's something I like beats like that. I, I listen to a good bit of like just um just songs like that, like no words. Yeah, when I listen to music, I gotta say probably ninety five percent of the time it's just rap music. I'm not a very like versatile with my music taste. I've got my guys who I like. There, there are some, there are some changes every once in a while. I'll get into a mood and I want to listen to a different genre, but most of the time, yeah. I must admit it is rap. I must admit, ever ever since uh, Teen Camp, um, I never really listened to anything much music at all since Teen Camp. Um, I heard like a lot of really cool music. So if I listen to music, <laughs> it's like just like what you said. Like there's just a couple things, like a couple of the same artists that I listen to a lot of. Um, and, and and yeah, and on occasion, if like especially if I'm like reading for like school or something, I can't listen to like words because yeah, like I just get lost kind of. So 
Yeah, I feel you. So who who are your go-to artists then? I want to hear this. Well, definitely, I definitely like Juice World. I know you said you like Juice World. Um, that's one of your go-to. I like Travis Scott. Oh um, yeah. And I said that I like Travis Scott. Um, there's this new guy. His name is like Roddy Rich or something. I don't know. Rod- I, oh, I love Roddy, man. I'm with you here. You got good I, taste. I, uh, I don't honestly know that he existed until like like two weeks ago. Um, but I like I knew a lot of the songs, but I just didn't know that it was made by him. So I've been I've been jamming out to him for like the past three days, pretty much, and like mm-hmm. nothing else. So but, all right, so I gotta ask you these questions. So you you, you said you like Travis Scott. I do. Do, like you, Travis do, Scott. do you listen to Rodeo the album? Um, listen you, to it or do it? Like any of the songs on it? Or that like you probably actually you might not even know if they're on or on Rodeo. What are your go-to Travis songs? Well, yeah, to be honest, I just have like an album that I made. I, how old was it how old is that album uh, it's kind of it's pretty old it's like 2013 that's where like antidote came from and i've never 90210 and things like that i if you if you just started listening to rap this this past summer you probably haven't actually heard it so uh, yeah i'm more of a astro world kind of guy <laughs> do it though. i'll listen i'll listen to that so i'll look it up radio I mean, radio rodeo oh my um, goodness that's probably my favorite it's one of my favorite albums. You saw on that like trend on Instagram where they would have like Clinton holding up the four albums <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. That was that would have been online. I gotta say, my number one, Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap, greatest album of all time in my eyes. But Rodeo would have been on the list. I'm with I'm with you, Travis Scott's my man. I love me some Roddy Rich. His new stuff is straight bangers. Juice yeah. Road is rest in peace, Juice Road. He's he's a legend. Gonna say my number one though, Kendrick Lamar, the the mm-hmm. goat. I don't know Kendrick Lamar's landed anywhere around anywhere around this place. Kendrick Lamar stays undefeated. I I, I hear him on like um like custom albums. You know, Spotify makes those and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, artists you might like. Um, and I've listened. I've listened. I've heard a couple of the songs. I've never put any on my album just yet. I had to. Normally, I I don't. I only listen to my album when I run, and then. Whenever I'm just listening to music, I'll just listen to a specific artist and yeah, just I see listen. You. So um, I've got my one playlist that has, I think I'm nearing 500 songs in it. It's like a couple years old. It's years old. It's like three, four years old now. And then usually just whenever like an album comes out by an artist I really like, I'll just listen to the whole thing. Whenever songs I like, I'll just throw them in the playlist. And then generally, that is what I listen to from that playlist. But you best believe K Dot has his. K dot Kendrick Lamar has his his fine place in that in that playlist. You best believe. As so Travis Scott and um, Rich. Yeah, I made um an album like right after Teen Camp with like a bunch of songs that I heard, and it, the album was so bad. There were so many songs in that I skipped. Like I I sent that album to you, and you're like, yeah, that's pretty solid. Here's mine. Um, that was a really long time ago. I don't know if you remember that. Um, vaguely. I made a new one. That that. Uh, that album was awful. But I made a new one. I might send it to you. I don't really care. Why did wait? Why did you add the songs on there if you didn't like them? I because mean, I didn't. I don't know. People just. I just like. I think you know, I gave it to. I think I gave it to Tanner. I think I gave it to oh, Tanner. Like, <laughs> Tanner probably just added like fifteen Juice World songs, and that's it. It was yeah. There's a bunch of Juice World on there, and I told him I like Travis Scott because that was like, and he just put like Travis Scott and Juice World on there, and like just like a bunch of singles and stuff that I've like that I've heard of, but I, I just mm-hmm. I just. Album. That was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of songs in the playlist, but I do skip a lot of them. Just because, like, I still like the songs, but I don't always want to listen to them. 
And like they're, they're still yeah. good songs, but like you got to be in the mood for certain songs because I don't want to go from like a sad Juice World song and then flip the page and you have some chance the rapper's new age stuff where he's like, I love my wife, yada yada. I love God, I love my wife. So like I, I don't want to switch from from like one one drastic end of the compass to the other. One yeah, one night I just so I added uh, one night I was like I'm sick of this album having to skip over all these songs. Um, and I added I added the songs I actually liked and the songs like from other people that I actually liked. Like I added I just like made the perfect amount of songs and one night and then the next night I just like made the order like the order how I wanted it. So mm-hmm. like I like, cause yeah, that was really awkward when I'd be like it'd be like Legends by Juice World and then we'd go right into you know, some like Travis Scott song talking about all of his hoes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. you. You gotta have the vibe going here. Yeah. My, yeah, my Scott and Future, and then it, it moves into like, um, yeah, like Roddy Rich and stuff like that. And then it moves into like Juice World at the end because, you know, I can't start off an album with a song, with like a sad song. So Yeah, that's how it's worse. You get that vibe going and then you just wanna, you wanna keep it. And then yeah. it's gone, and then you get Post Malone, like that, like upbeat Post Malone. It's like, yeah, this is not the transition I wanted. So it it do be like that sometimes. But yeah, James, James Bruce, Kid Punk. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call him Kid Punk on here. I'll call him James, but um, when I'm talking to you in real life, obviously that'd be weird if I call him Kid Punk. But um, he's he's been teasing me ever since like 2014. He made his first song and he put it on Spotify in like 2015 or something. Um, or it, it was definitely wasn't that old, but you know you remember. I'm sure he you listened to it. it was a uh, was it? It's not it's not Spaceball Dreams. That is his newest song. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I've listened to all it's the ones you have on Spotify at some point. It's it's called Phantom of the Trap. That was his. Okay, his yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I listened. That song's a banger. I um and then he yeah, and then he put in Spaceball Dreams. Both of them are really cool songs, but. I like I like his like all the songs like he just sends me clips of them on on Snapchat and stuff. And I'm like that's super cool. Why don't you put it on Spotify and I can like listen to it without you know like when I actually want to listen to it instead of just when you send it to me on Snapchat. And he's like not good enough yet. But he's he's been teasing me with an like a 20 song deep album for like Ooh. a year. But that's kind of interesting. I want to hear I want to hear this album. Yeah. I know, but yeah, he won't put it on there. He said it. He said he already has like 25 songs that he's ready to put on there, but he just needs to like sort through them and find the ones that are like really, really good and um, put them on there. So, it's, it's really, um, wait. So, what's your what's your opinion on Lil Uzi? I've heard like a lot of people that don't like Lil Uzi. And I love Lil Uzi. I absolutely I love him. He's he's got to be in my top five. Like I said in the Bill Clinton thing, either Eternal to Take his new album or Eternal to Take Deluxe would make my my top four favorites of all time. Probably the Deluxe. But oh my goodness, that man! That's a good feature for me. Add on, or I was put on Astro World, or I was put on like, um, like the Roddy Rich classics or something like that. I was just uh, like, please excuse me for being antisocial, which was like Roddy Rich's album from like last year that had like the box and high fashion and all those songs on it. There's just like this thing on Spotify. It's just like it's just like all of his songs. And like one mm-hmm. album, they do a long hour long album. So I just I just put that on. I don't listen to like a specific album. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So um, have you seen that like TikTok trend where it's like people rank their top ten rappers or whatever? Yeah. Oh my. I, I, I get like you probably don't know like 
all the rappers in the game. I'm not saying I'm like some rap connoisseur because I'm definitely not, and I'm not that educated on when it comes to rap. But like, I literally want to like punch anybody that goes on there and puts little Uzi really low on the list and NBA Young Boy really high because yeah. oh, NBA Young Boy is so like garbage, bro. I listened to one of NBA Young Boy songs and I never listened to another one. He's just like, I don't know. He's like what the grandparents, they're like, I hate rap music. It's what the grandparents think all rap music is because NBA Young Boy, it's like, shut up, bro. He's not good at all. And then he gets on songs like Bandit with Juice World that like, are so good and then he just brings down the value of the song with his garbage feature like yeah whoa. yeah bandit, i don't i think i took i am the original i i put him on the i put bandit on the original album but then he didn't it didn't make the cut um <laughs> for like was, was that one you skipped a lot uh, yeah, yeah I'm boy just uh my gun he just i want i don't know anything about him really like i know a few things but i'm not gonna if you kind of bash NBA Young Boy as a person, but his music, bro, nah, not for me. If you take the time to make like a a TikTok with like all those different text stickers and stuff, like I've actually looked into making one just for fun. Like it, it would definitely take a good bit of time to put all those on there, you know. And you really mm-hmm. put NBA Young like, come on, just to put NBA Young Boy number one. Like, goodness, dude, really, those are the only two that are like Uzi, because it's usually the same sound. And it's like the same 10 rappers, and it's just the order of those 10. It's like, if you really have Uzi, Uzi needs to be number one. Of the rappers that were on there, Uzi is my number one. Yeah. Because I don't remember who else was, like, really good on there, to be honest. I know Roddy was on there, and, like, Lil TJ, DaBaby was on there. DaBaby would probably be my number two. But, like, that's the only thing I care about. Yeah, Polo G was on there. That's all I care about is that Uzi's number one and and Young Boy's number 10. And that, yeah. that, anything, any other order, I I can live with. It's it's weird. I I definitely would never make one of those, like because there's like people that I don't know, like like who's a boogie? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, a boogie with the hoodie. He's not bad, but he's kind of yeah, like he's what NBA young boy should sound like. Is what is what I'm gonna go with. like. They have a similar voice and stuff, and like they kind of rap the same way. But a boogie's like not bad, like. A Boogie is like what NBA Youngboy had the potential to be before he threw it away and made the music that he has now. Maybe if uh, after this podcast blows up, we'll make like a music one and it'll be the same exact thing where I'm just like, just like the NFL version where I'm just stupid and cool and makes up for my stupidity, but about music people yeah. that I've never. <laughs> it's not fun in games until we post the, the wide receiver things on Instagram and then I get flamed for not having Keenan Allen. <laughs> For having Michael Thomas, or not Michael Thomas, yeah, Michael Thomas number two, actually, or Mike Evans at number five. The worst is whenever we, I can, like, I post it, and, like, I post, I normally post it, I, like, schedule to post at four o'clock in the morning, like, just a, just for, like, a random time, pretty much, so people that are, like, driving to work, like, adults, if they really want to listen to it, or, like, see it come up, and they're, like, I'm gonna try, um, so they can listen to it, because that's, like, I feel like that's a time like that, you can get some adults, and then everyone after it. You know, it's supposed to early. I don't, I don't know why. I just chose that time for Brandon. But anyway, um, so like it'll be like noon, and I'll wake up, or sometimes I wake up before noon. I don't always wake up exactly at noon. Um, but I'll see, the, I'll see the comment from somebody. Um, and I look at the website, and I'm like, boy, someone actually like commented on it, 
they must like on how many listens we have on the show and it's like still zero like <laughs> so someone commented without even hearing our <laughs> our like reasoning behind it so like obviously if you don't listen to the show some of the times it's going to sound stupid like obviously you have your reason why you didn't have keenan allen and on the list um, yeah some of that stuff like if you really think keenan allen should be on the list my reasoning isn't going to persuade you for why amari i think amari cooper's better but like michael thomas at number two that's where it comes in where we like you clarify it's not who had the best season it's who's the bet who we think is the better player as of right now so it, you look at that you're like michael thomas on 149 catches and you're like well, yeah he had the better season but i don't think he's a better receiver so or like there, there definitely is some stuff you gotta listen yeah. to on the awards prediction, like on mine, I don't not so many people. We didn't have like hundreds of comments. We had like four. Um, <laughs> two of them were jokes, but there were two people that like legitimately thought they were bad. Um, and obviously, that's where like the the at bad NFL opinions joke comes into play. Was that one person <laughs> that tagged an Instagram account that's supposed to like talk about bad NFL opinions? I really did not think Jerry Judy was that bad, and I thought Von Miller was out there, but I thought I had good reasoning behind it. So the, like, the Jerry Judy one didn't bother me. He was a guy that like barely got left off of my runner-ups list. The Von Miller one, I gotta say, that was a little out in left field. I'm not gonna say it was like a stupid prediction, but it was a it, it was out there. I'm not gonna say that I agree with it. I'm not gonna say I, like I hate it, but like it, that that was that was the one that I found a, a little bit more far-fetched. But you know what? That's how you make them. That's how you. That's how you make the move on. Skip Bayless yeah. and Colin Coward and Stephen A. Smith. Don't don't rack in the viewership by saying what everybody else says. So yeah, but, but I, I thought I had like pretty decent reasoning. I thought he was in mm-hmm. a great position, and obviously he's still good. Like I think Von Miller has become like super underrated because um, because his team success hasn't been as good. You know, like the mm-hmm. Broncos as a whole has been slept on for a good bit now, in my opinion. But that's that's that. Um, yeah. I- yeah, their, their defense is definitely going to be solid this year. They got a lot of good additions. And they still got two safeties that are underrated, too. Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. It's like one of the best safety teams in the league, maybe the best safety team in the league, and no one talks about it. They still got yeah. bringing A.J. Boy and Jarrell Casey, and Riley Chubb comes back this year. You still got Von Miller. You still got Shelby Harris. And it's a lot more solid than people give him credit for. I'll say that. Um. So I'm, I must address this now. If I don't know how many people want to like wanted to watch us this like the the video on YouTube, um, I looked into it and I actually did make a Coleman Joe Show YouTube channel. But when I went to upload it, like I was like, okay, I did some stuff to it and clipped it and tried to make it so it sounded nice um, for for you guys. So you just didn't have the same exact like sound, but just worse quality. Like you know, if you want to do that. Um, but then I went to upload it and it was like, it was like projected time was like six and a half hours. Um, Goodness. I don't, it takes, I don't know why it takes so long to upload an hour and a half video, but an hour and a half video, it's like nine, I don't know what's up with that. I'm, I'll try and look into yeah, it in the future, like try and find a way for it to upload faster, but I don't really think it's worth like the time. Like obviously like me sleeping and letting it up, upload on my computer, but if someone like yeah. if someone, if someone like DM'd us our Instagram account or something and was like, I really want to watch you guys on YouTube or something, like I'd I'd really look into it for for that one person because you know our show isn't massive yet. I think we're I think our average listener is like five. Um, so if some if there's like people that would would bring in a new sort of like audience, on YouTube, mm-hmm. I'd be down. But yeah, 
I think this is probably in the show, though. <laughs> One of your family. Yes. Was that the older of your two sisters, or are you like your mom? No, that was, that was the younger of them. Just I guess grabbed a Reese's cup or something and didn't want it, <laughs> and already opened it. Okay. Uh, good. I think it's a good show, though. Last episode, I must admit, last episode we recorded it super late. I don't think it was the it wasn't our best work. Um, I think this was a good show, though. I'm I think. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think I even put that our show was uploaded the last time on my story because I don't really want anyone to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it, it, was, it was low energy. We were both pretty tired. so Yeah, we recorded like 1 o'clock in the night, and then I edited it, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning because I, I was helping, like, my parents were like still doing stuff. I don't, they were so stressed out about the graduation party here. That was like, that was the only night that they stayed up really late to like do stuff. Um, but so they were like, they were like upset at me because I recorded this instead of helping them. <laughs> so I thought, I'd, I thought I'd better help them. Um, so I, I edited it super late and I just like didn't do anything. I just like tripped off the end and like, m- cause a lot of times our voice isn't like super loud. Our voice again wasn't super loud. So I just increased the, the sp- like the, um, audio, like the, um, volume for the whole thing. And, uh, you know, then I just, just posted it. <laughs> But uh, I think we got I think we got one listen on the last episode, which is mm-hmm. which is pretty bad. But I honestly couldn't care any less because it just was not a good episode. I'm I'm sorry if you if you thought it was a good episode, Colton. Uh, I didn't. So I I don't want that like I don't want someone to listen to that show and be like, wow, like this is such a boring show. Two people just like yawning into their microphones the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one's better. Our, our, we had some good news to discuss. We got. The predictions were good. Um, kind of varying list, which is kind of good. I mean, obviously our top fours were the same, but apart from that, it was all different. And pretty much all of our lists have been similar at the top, top three, top four, and then different everywhere else, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of what you can... I think the defense will be a lot different overall yeah. just because defense, tight, like offensive line will probably be a lot different whenever we get to that, however format we're going to end up doing that in. But the defense, all the different positions will be tough. And that's one that it's, it's going to be kind of confusing when you get to, like, defensive ends versus outside linebackers. Yeah. It's so tough to, like, the who's who there. Because, like, a lot of the time they're all just considered edge rushers. Yeah. It's like, well, which, which ones are defensive ends and which ones are our linebackers? Because you get, like, T.J. Watt, obviously, is an outside linebacker. But Daniel Hunter, say or Cameron Jordan, are defensive ends. But they're all just considered edge rushers sometimes. You get to it. Those edge rushers if you want to. Just, like, outside linebackers and NDNs. Yeah. That could be good to do. But then the one problem that I see with that is there's going to be so many guys that get left off the list that are so good. Because you're going to get guys like, I don't know, when you include both, you're going to have guys like Cameron Jordan being at, like, ninth. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's rough. We definitely... Well, we can talk about that off the air. It doesn't really matter that much. I think I think I was thinking tight end next. Just I thought that would just go along since we did the receivers and and tight ends right away. Yes, I, I agree. Tight end for next episode. All we right. probably once again on the same three, and then pretty different after that. <laughs> I don't know. Three would be I like one and two is pretty straightforward, but uh... I at least I think when you take a look at it and think about all the tight ends, you'll have your pretty clear three, and it'll probably be the same as mine. It definitely will. I mean, 
I haven't looked in tight ends a whole bunch as of late. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously Kittle and Kelsey are one and are like going to be one and two in their respective orders. However, you, you do it. I think I already know who I think I already know who I want to be one and two. Um, but from there Me on, I'll, so. but yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you on that one. But see you later. See you later. Have a good one. Talk to yeah. you tomorrow, probably. Mm-hmm. So, uh, peace. peace.